What is up, people? Yes, it is almost time. It is almost the official start of summer. Memorial Day weekend is almost upon us. So what better way to launch yourself into that good night or that good three-day weekend than with Sports Frenzy 2.0? He's a conquistador, Dave Height. He's a maestro, Kevin Crane. Taping here Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Dropping, as always, on a Thursday, May 25th. That is right. Little bit of a lull in the sports world. Not really for lack of content, but because we're going to start off with the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. The the just, series just aren't entertaining at all. Yeah, things are just kind of blah. We're in the final four in both the NBA, and the NHL, and these series are trash. So we will start off with the trash that is the NBA. Yep, all hail the Denver Nuggets coming out of the West. Thank you, Denver! Thank you, Denver! Four-game sweep. For number one, ending our long national nightmare of actually having to deal with LeBron James. And then number two, once again, I'm going to say it every goddamn week I can, until somebody shuts me up. Kendrick Perkins, that racist bastard who ended up losing the MVP for Jokic. How you feeling now, bitch? How you feeling now that Jokic has led his team in a dominant fashion to the NBA Finals where Joel Embiid is sitting on his ass back home in Philadelphia? Boo frickin' who? Screw you, you racist prick. And hey, now maybe the Nuggets might get recognized for what a solid team that they actually are. I mean, all year, they were up at the top. Nobody talked about them. Nope. Nope. Everybody thought, oh, the Lakers, the Warriors are just waiting in the weeds, resting their players. Yep. No. The Suns get Kevin Durant. Oh, look out for Phoenix. And meanwhile, Denver just kept doing what they do, playing as a complete team. Yep, Jamal Murray has really stepped up to give Jokic the help he needed. Absolutely. So dominant, once again, four-game sweep of the Lakers. The Nuggets have got to be the favorites going into the finals. Doesn't matter who wins in the East, but in the East, The Celtics managed to scrape their way to a win to avoid the sweep. The the one team out of the the four series we're going to talk about between hockey and basketball, (laughs) who are somebody actually stepped up and won a game. Yeah, after getting trounced in the first three. Now, the interesting thing with the Celtics is now they go home for game five. They could easily make it 3-2. Then the pivotal game is game six. Yeah. Because that's on Miami's home court. They are going to have to win that game. Yeah, you can't let Boston get much more momentum. Right. Now, granted, what was it? Boston went on an 18-0 run to get the win. Miami cannot go that cold again. No. And that, that was surprising that, that they had that long of a scoring drought, the way they've been playing. Yeah. Now, I'm already seeing rumors. The series isn't even over yet, and they're already talking about firing the head coach for the Celtics 
after his first year, after taking over for the M.A. Udoka mess. Yeah. I'm telling you, you're talking about the Nuggets, and I agree with you to a point. But look what just happened with Budenholzer with the Bucks. They, two years ago, won it. And look what he goes bye-bye. And he's bye-bye. Could happen guys with alone in the Nuggets in two years, too. Quick, too quick to pull the trigger. Oh, and then they're just going to recycle because yeah. now now the Suns are talking about Doc, Doc Rivers, Rivers along with uh, Judge yeah. from the Raptors. Yeah. Great. Nick, or not not Judge, Nick Nurse and yeah. um, Doc Rivers. Sorry, Judge Nurse. I'm wrapped up in professions as last names. It happens. Yeah, but Nick Nurse and Doc Rivers are now the supposed finalists for the Phoenix Suns job. Who knows? Just recycle them and see what happens. You're going to get That's... the same results. You're going to. It's called the definition of insanity. And anytime you hire Doc Rivers, that's it. Yep, he'll get you into the playoffs, but he won't carry you across the finish line. So, of course, going back to the Lakers and the Nuggets, the after-game press conference was very interesting with poor yeah. LeBron pondering Tired. his future. Tired, depressed LeBron. Of course he's going to question his future in that moment. He's coming back. He, he's already, he said he wants to play with his son. This is what drives in me crazy years. about him. He's a media whore. That's all he's trying to do is gain attention, garner attention for himself. He's already said, I want to play with my son. Well, guess what that means, LeBron? You can't quit. Nope, not yet. You got to play another two years at least. Yeah. I just got to get tired of this garbage. And we'll get to another one of our favorites later on, another media whore who loves the spotlight and loves the attention. This time in the NFL. And again, here's another guy. Here's another guy in <laughs> the NBA. Before we, before we leave the NBA, not a soapbox, but for, they're calling him first ballot Hall of Famer, Carmelo Anthony retiring. He's not a first ballot Hall oh, like of Famer. They're acting like he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. He's not. When did he even come close to leading a team to the finals, let alone a championship? He is not a leader in any way, shape, or form. He's always been that role guy. Whenever he's had a chance to be the man, it never worked out. He is not a this first should, ballot. This should tell no. you how... The NBA Hall of Fame has sunk almost to the depths of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If Carmelo Anthony is a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, then the sport is in more trouble than we thought. All right, now I'm done with basketball. Moving on to the ice. Yeah, the, these series have been not even close. Vegas is up three games to none on the Stars, and the Panthers are up three none on the Hurricanes. That's all you need to know. There's like nothing going on. Yeah, and the big headline, if you want to combine the NBA and the NHL, is that Florida could end up becoming the first city ever to have a Stanley Cup champion and an NBA champion in the same year. 
Potentially, yeah. Go figure. Now, uh. Something you and I talked about this past Monday at our quarterly sports frenzy meeting, the collapse of the franchise known as the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. Or Phoenix. Is the it Phoenix. Phoenix or Arizona? What do they have them listed as? It had been the Phoenix Coyotes. I'm probably confusing the issue. But they've already got a poaching city involved. Poaching cities. But one of the poaching cities is even smaller, much smaller than Phoenix. And the Arizona, they are the Arizona Coyotes. Okay. My apologies for not having that correct. But, of course, a traditional, former, old-school NHL city. Yep, Connecticut wants to move the Coyotes back to Hartford. Okay. You gotta put a crap ton of money into your old stadium or build a new one. Yeah. And but at least they were able to support them for a long time. Yeah, and we had fun, of course, I mentioned, alluded to the fact that uh, the Sports Frenzy crew got together a couple days ago for our quarterly meeting, so we bounced some of these topics around yeah. and about the panel, and we talked about what cities deserve expansion franchises or relocated franchises. Yeah. Nobody thinks Hartford deserves a hockey team. Yeah. And Atlanta is also rumored to be trying to get the Coyotes. No, you had the Thrashers. You couldn't support them, and they moved up to Winnipeg to become the new Jets. So Atlanta, off the table. Completely agree. If you couldn't... Now, there are situations where a city supported a team, and because money talked, like St. Louis. That, St. That Louis was... did not deserve to lose the Rams. No. That was a bullshit move to put football back That's in Los Angeles. That's kind of why Hartford lost the Whalers. <sighs> okay. You are more of a hockey guy than me, so if you want to stick up for Hartford, that's fine. I'm not saying no, but there are a lot of viable cities around this country that are waiting to try to support a, a sports franchise. franchise of some and, sort. of course, Aaron... One of our panelists brought up a great point in our discussion on Monday that let's find a city that doesn't have a sports franchise yet that could be passionate enough to support one. Yep. Hartford had their shot. They lost By the whatever means they right. lost them. Let's give another decent, not, not the Pacific Northwest. No. Not Portland, where you know there's going to be protesters and fires. And needles everywhere. Right around the stadium, whatever stadium they build with their eco-friendly building materials. The paper mache no. stadium <laughs> in <laughs> Portland, Oregon. Yeah, no. But yeah, uh, hopefully it looks like it's going to come to the Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. Hopefully that series will be exciting and good yeah, compared to these semifinals, these conference finals. The conference that we're championships with. are abysmal right now. All right. Some other basketball news. Good for me as a Miami Hurricanes fan. Jim Laranaga gets an extended deal. 
He will now be with the Miami Hurricanes through 26-27 if he makes it that Dad long. I was going to say, <laughs> is this a lifetime contract? <laughs> I love Jimmy Larinaga. Got us to the Final Four, so do not bash him, even though I am worried. <laughs> I am worried. I wonder if this one-year extension comes with a funeral plot plan. <laughs> wow. Hey, wow. Put, a, put a U on that that gravestone. Hell yeah. Put one on mine. Let's talk NCAA football for a couple minutes. Because a couple of interesting resignations this past week. First up, USC Athletic Director Mike Bone. <laughs> B-O-H-N, Dave. You said bone. You said bone. Resigns under questionable conditions. It's USC. They've been questionable for how long? Because this was the guy who basically shepherded their move into the Big Ten. Yeah. And Mm. then, speaking of the Big Ten, three days after taking the position of assistant director of recruiting at the University of Michigan, Glenn Shimmy Schembechler resigns because of questionable posts huh, on social media, including Gee. quotes and statements where he said that slavery really made those people hardier and had more intestinal fortitude. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically, basically what he said. What he sa- really? We're we're surprised that a Schembechler made comments like this. Yeah, Schembechler, the the Schembechler clan and the Woody Hayes clan get together every they, couple they of years. They kind of are a clan. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say they put on their pointy white hats <laughs> and burn the crosses. I was gonna say Shemmy should have to be a slave for a couple of years and see how much that builds character. Yeah, what a dumb ass that yeah. he should be in the running for dumbass of the week yeah i mean this was just too big of a story to you can't just relegate it yeah to the end this was just and why is it these people never learn we'll have the uh, another story coming up when we talk about baseball about another guy who didn't learn and pays the price yep we talked about it what a month ago yep it's just pathetic pathetic that people have no filter anymore. I've always said five-minute rule. Five-minute rule. Yeah. Now, of course, we podcast, but I never apologize for what I say because it's always right. But, but if you're going on social media, you're mad at something or somebody, walk away for five minutes. Walk away from the keyboard for five minutes. As Humongous said, walk away. Just, Just walk, walk away. away. If you're still pissed after five minutes, go ahead and type it. Because that means you really, truly feel that way. Yeah. But you've got to have that cool down period. And this is the kind of stuff that I believe gets put out there because people do not stop, do not think, do not filter, do not take the cool down period. Absolute insanity. Now, this final, final little note here. Yes, it's going to be an abbreviated show this week because, again, not a lot going on. 
lot in the weekend edition, though. Weekend edition for your is Memorial Day weekend, we are packed, and we have got a lot of great stuff and a lot of tragic, sad stuff. Um, boy, moments of silence in the weekend edition is going to be rough. It's going to be it's rough. It's going to be brutal. Um, but this kind of ties in college football and the pros. We've been talking about the story here because it's popped up again. The travesty of the story of Matt Areza, the punter, the punt god. Oh, well, yep. in their magnanimity, San Diego State has officially cleared Matt Areza. He is no longer on investigation on that college campus for the gang rape that destroyed years of his potential career with yeah. the NFL. It took way too long for everything to come down. It, the, it's, the wheels of justice love to grind slowly and grind people up. In certain, in certain respects. Right. Others, you can fly through and, oh, we'll clear or convict. Others just, seriously, it's taken this long. Unacceptable. Good news, though, just broke today. Matareza has a workout scheduled with the New York Jets. Yep. So that's got to suck for the Bills because the Bills were the team initially that they were going to sign him. him. Yeah, and they were going to sign him. And because of public pressure, social media pressure, they cut him. And now their division rival could end up with him. Yep. Uh, I just want the kid to get a job. I want to see if I, he's really this good. Yeah. Give, but I want give him to him get a, a job. He needs the opportunity to come back from this travesty of justice. Yep. Completely agree. So we'll take a break, quick promo break. Since I started the segue into the NFL. We'll begin with the NFL. Yep. And then we'll go into baseball as we have to, unfortunately, each and every week here. Yep. Since and our teams we'll, both suck. We'll hit our NASCAR bit. Yep. We're back to regular racing after the all-star race. Starting the second half of the regular season with the Coca-Cola 600. So there's some good stuff coming, kids. Short but sweet this week. That's right. So it's Dave, all good. Dave and I, after a quick promo break, we will be right back. Hi, I'm Patrick, not Pat, Mahomes, Super Bowl champion and MVP. And when I'm not trying to keep my wife and brother in line, I'm listening to Sports Frenzy on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, Amazon, and Audible. Brittany, come on, stop posting on Twitter. Jackson, will you please get off TikTok? <sighs> Man, it's times like these. I really miss doing stupid, silly State Farm ads with Coach Reed. Happy pre-memorial day weekend from Sports Frenzy 2.0. 
I'm the Conquistador Dave Height. And I am the Maestro Kevin Crane. Here we are recording May 24th, 2023. Dropping, as always, on Thursday this time, May 25th on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Amazon, Audible, Apple, Overcast, CastBox, and Stitcher! All Check right. out the Facebook page, as always, for our weekly NASCAR fix. Now Don't forget that- the weekend edition. Absolutely. You will find links to both the sports edition and the weekend edition on the Facebook page. Posting our our NASCAR picks on Facebook each and every week. Baseball picks each and every week in the fall. Football picks. Lots of football picks. I will try to restrain myself this year. Yeah, right. (laughs) As he says every year. Yeah, coming off a year where I... I think I what broke four hundred. Yeah, <laughs> it was supposed first... to have been a kinder, gentler pick season. He picked angry kids. <laughs> when he doesn't do well, he adds more games the following week. I have to find ways to, <laughs> to make up ground. The only way I can do it is more picks, more picks. All right. Speaking of NFL, the segue from the last segment. Some news, the owners are meeting. We knew it was coming. The greedy bastards pandered to Al Michaels crying like a bitch over poor Thursday night game. So there's a, what, four or five week stretch? Five weeks, yep. Where they can flex games from Sunday to Thursday. But they have to give, what good does it do to give 28 days notice? How do you know that that game is going to still be valid? It's absolutely stupid. It does not take into account your fans who are buying tickets ahead of time, specifically for family outings for particular games that they want to see. Maybe they want to be on the road and travel to see their team play somebody else. You're screwing them right there. Again, I don't care if you're given 28 days notice. That's not enough. It's horrible. And it hoses the players because there's that much less time they have to prepare. Absolutely stupid. If you want to cry player safety with some rule changes, this throws that all out the window. Yeah, this along with what we discussed last week with Peacock getting an exclusive wildcard weekend game, this shows the NFL does not care about the fans. Not at all. They are screwing the fans. I, I, I know we're talking football, but I just want to tie a quick baseball segue in here because it applies to what we're talking about. Do you know this week, if you wanted to watch the Yankees play Baseball, Monday through Friday only, just Monday through Friday, you had to have four different streaming services. Are you kidding me? You had to have Apple for Friday night, (sighs) Peacock, the Yes Network, and Amazon. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So don't ever tell me sports care about their fans because they don't. And the, this is just another nail in fandom's coffin. Ticket prices are already stupid ridiculous. 
because of the escalating greed of the owners and the players. And you're starting to see a little bit of the repercussions on that because I know the Cubs have not sold out very many games this year. And when the Cubs aren't selling out, that should be a warning sign to the entire league. Yeah, that people are fed up with poor teams and overpriced tickets. Poor product with overpriced tickets. In addition to the Flex Thursday, something good, they did, the owners did approve the third slash emergency quarterback. Yep, so you're not going to wind up with the abysmal situation you had for the 49ers who lost both of their quarterbacks and then wound up having to go back to the Brock Purdy who couldn't throw the ball, and it was just handoff, 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 handoff. And didn't Christian McCaffrey, for a couple plays at least? Tried to play quarterback. Right. Yeah, it was just an awful situation. Right. Now, of course, this third emergency quarterback slot looks like it could go to somebody who used to be on special teams because – The NFL, talking about putting a nail in the coffin, they are putting a nail in the coffin of the kickoff return. Yep, the kicking game is dying. It's on a respirator, kids. Now the owners have approved a fair catch on kickoffs within the 25-yard line. It will come out to the 25 if it is fair caught within the 25-yard line. Yeah trying to reduce concussions because they were up on kickoffs. But yet, the injuries on kickoffs were less than 5% of the plays or something like that. The special teams all had their numbers and backed up the statistics. But the NFL on the concussions didn't have solid statistics to back them up. Yeah. I'm glad you qualified that by saying it was on the concussion numbers were just on kickoffs because I figured, you know, the the numbers were up because of Tua. (laughs) Should have been. But you brought up a really good point. I want to go back to the flexing of the Thursday night games. You brought up a really good point, and you and Aaron discussed this at our meeting on Monday. It barely passed. It got the bare minimum amount of votes. Three quarters of the owners, 24 out of the 32, eight dissented. Yeah. Including, I believe, our Bears. Yes. Yes, they did. It looked like most of that division said no. Yeah. But three quarters. They just got it through. Yep. Yeah. Frustrating. The GOAT, Tom Brady, is officially now, we talked about it a week or two ago, he is now officially a minority owner in the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. Doesn't he also have a minority interest in the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA franchise out there? Maybe. It's a bad investment, but he's yes, been known yes, to make bad investments. He he was in crypto there a couple yes, of years ago. Yes, he was. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say the WNBA is a bad investment. Yay, girls. Yay, women. Yay, female basketball. Yeah, but not <sighs> not the Aces because they're the problem with their idiot coach. Which we talked about last week. Yep. So, some good news for the 49ers. Brock Purdy had a minor procedure on that torn ligament in his elbow, and he's projected to possibly be ready to go for week one. They need that. They need that. Because otherwise, they're going to have to do this whole tight tight rope, high wire act with Trey Lance starting the season. And then if he looks halfway decent, what do you do with him? Do you trade him with high value? Do you sit him and keep him and put Brock Purdy in? Do you sit Brock Purdy and let Trey Lance play it out? It's an ugly situation that they put themselves in. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Oh, his strained calf. Yeah, he's not used to working out this hard this early. (laughs) How many years has it been since he's actually been to an OTA I'm still I'm sorry I will apologize in January if I'm wrong but I still think this is going to be an abject disaster you're going to have another 500 season barely better than what you did with Zach Wilson and you're going to have the prima donna of all prima donnas. He's going to be butt hurt, and he's going to be sulking on the sidelines, and he's going to be pitching his usual hissy fits. Oh, and he had to have his little charismatic press conference talking about Jersey Shore, the show. Remember the old MTV show? Vaguely. I talking never about, watched oh, I an know episode. Jersey Shore, and I, I remember going to a club one time when Paul E.D. Was, was spinning records. And that's got what to do with playing for the Jets. He's LeBron James. He's another guy who thinks that we can't get enough of everything that he spews from his mouth. It You're just not gives that us more interesting, fodder. Aaron. It You're gives, actually an idiot. Yeah, it gives us more fodder to pile upon your stupidity. Speaking of stupidity, this happened right after last week's episode. The Steelers give Mitch Trubisky (laughs) an extension to be a backup. Yep. They reworked Uh, the deal, tweak it. So now he is committed to the Steelers for three years, 2023 through 2025. But he gets $8 million guaranteed the first year. Yeah, just to sit on his ass. We'll have more on the Steelers later, by the way. (laughs) Yes, yes, we will. So I don't know if this hmm, falls into the dumbass category, but probably not. Owners are going to be extending Roger Goodell through March of 2027. Yeah, the only reason I I didn't have that written down on my prep sheet is because I think we discussed this a month or two ago, that it was already looming. Yeah, it's there. Again, he's making them money by screwing over the fans. There you go. Which is why the fans boo his ass at every opportunity. All right, moving on to baseball. Before we get to our teams, (laughs) (laughs) why? But we'll do it anyway. 
The A's finally, after a few weeks, I don't know why, they had to hem and haw about it, the A's finally fire their broadcaster, Glenn Kuyper, after that ridiculous, horrific mistake he made in Kansas City. Yeah. Why did it take them so long to make this decision? That was not a simple mistake. That was not a simple gaffe. Again, if you... they're, They're not even anywhere close to be able to make, to claim it was a mistake. Yeah. You're talking about the Negro Baseball Museum in Kansas City. You want to say the derogatory term that nobody should utter. Yeah, a simple mistake would be Negro or Degro. But when you pull out the other N-word, that means that word is close to your heart, close to your brain, and that means you are not a good person and you should be shit-canned. And finally, the A's do shit-can Glenn Kuyper. Now, should we talk about the dead bird as we segue to our teams? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it happened I again. Seen, I have not seen a really clear camera angle on this. No, it just it, it, he didn't obliterate it the way that Randy Johnson did. Of course, we're talking about a game here this past week where the White Sox played the Guardians and a bird was killed by a hard ground ball from Cleveland's Will Brennan. Yeah, this is the second bird killed within the last two weeks. Yeah, Zach Allen. Zach Allen, pitcher. For the Diamondbacks. For the Diamondbacks on a pitch, hit a bird as it flew in front of the plate. This is where the term bird brain comes from. (laughs) The birds are dumb. They don't know to stay away. When big, large, grown men are throwing around an orb at 100 miles an hour. Oh, the craziness of it all. Now, of course, earlier here, we had a very contentious series between the Yankees and the Reds, believe it or not. Reds manager David Bell tossed on May the 19th. What What is it about the Yankees that's bringing this out of... It's the sticky stuff. And it's going around in both teams in New York. Yes, it is. We had Max Scherzer with the Mets. Now we've had Domingo Herman. And this situation involved Clark Schmidt. He was checked for the quote-unquote sticky stuff, which, of course, I have been known to use on a long, lonely night. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't use it. It comes out of me. Never, Never mind. mind. <laughs> but. Clark Schmidt, after the check, was allowed to continue, and that set off Reds manager David Bell. So he gets tossed. Yep. And speaking of the Yankees pitchers with sticky stuff, who'd been known to use it, Garrett Cole hits 2,000 strikeouts, the third fastest to do so. Is it really that big of an accomplishment? in this era of baseball where it's swing for the fences or strike out. I don't think it, yeah, it's kind of impressive, but third fastest in this era, it's not that impressive. Now, the one thing I will say to balance it out is that you're right. Everything you said is absolutely right. The swing and the miss home run or strikeout, but because they pull the pitchers quicker, that might temper things and make it a little more even. 
potentially, but also Mr. Spider Tack for the first part of his career, racking up a lot. All right, so the Cubs just coming off a miserable stretch. Finally win a game against the Mets last night as we tape 21 and 26. Third place in the NL Central, five behind the Milwaukee Brewers. Socks are still mired deep. Five and a half back of the Twins at 21 and 30. They have been playing better of late. Seven and three in their last 10. Yep, eight and three over the last 11. Uh, taking it to the Guardians and the Royals. Again, in division, a division that sucks. They should be beating these two teams. Yeah, and that's the thing. As badly as the Sox have played, they're only five and a half out. In Minnesota, barely above 500. Two the games. only team in the division above 500. Yeah, and they're two games above right. 500. Right. It's a horrible, horrible division. And the NL Central is not much better because the Pirates are starting to turn into the Pirates. So they're pretty close to hitting 500, dropping below, leaving the Brewers as the only team in that division that will be above 500. Yep. Yeah, the Pirates came out on fire, and now they're walking the plank. Because you got to spend some money. You have to spend some. And again, we praise Craig Council as the manager of the Brewers. I didn't realize that team's got three-fifths of its starting rotation on the IL right yeah. now. Yeah. And that's their in. strength, is their pitching. And they're and still managing they're winning, to kind of keep it together. They're winning enough to stay on top in that, again, putrid division. Can't all be the AL East where every team is good <laughs> above 500. Yep. Jesus. And even in that division, there's going to be a clunker game. As we saw the Blue Jays destroy the Tampa Rays. 20 to 1. 20 to 1. And the Jays scored nine in the top of the ninth. That had to have been a point where the Rays put in a position player to pitch because they were down 11 to 1 at that point. Why are you going to kill another one of your regular pitchers? And you figured the, the Rays were going to cool off. So, yeah. And every and this team happens. This every happens. team has this happen to them yeah. at some point during the season. Yeah. Now, I was going to say in the AL West, You've got four teams above 500, and then you've got, you got the Oakland A's. <laughs> exactly. Who could end up, I have not looked to verify this, but they could end up setting the record for futility. Yeah, for the fewest wins. Last time I checked, they were 10 and 40. Yep. 10 and 40. No bueno. That's why this, this baseball contest we do every year, this year is a little odd, is that you – you want to pick every team in the AL West <laughs> when they're playing the Oakland A's. Exactly. So we're burning through the AL West like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, it, 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 it's going to be tough down the stretch. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move to golf because, of course, this past weekend was the PGA Championship, the second of the four majors. And, oh, look. Oh, who? A male golfer, number one, one, and number two, the man, the myth, the legend, who I think is the best golfer out there, 
bounces back from a rough year or so of injury. Yep. Mr. Brooks Kepka at nine under wins his fifth major championship. Good for him. Now, I like Brooksy. I do. I really. I'm jealous as hell of him and his life. But... Yeah, no kidding. The only thing that would have made it sweeter is if he would have actually worn his live shirt. Right. Like Phil Mickelson does. Yeah. Some of the other live guys were a little bit more, I don't know, what do you want to call them? Corporate? Yeah. 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 But no, Brooks just went about his business. Bryson and DeChambeau had a great showing. He had a good showing Another as well. Another live guy, yeah. So, there you go. I think it's great. Supposedly old Rory McIlroy gave him a big hug in the parking lot. Oh, in the parking lot. Ooh. Yeah. Didn't want to be caught on camera. Oh, there's cameras everywhere now. Are you kidding me? But now, of course, the big news outside of Kepka was the the Cinderella story of Michael Block. <clears throat> Michael Block, a club pro from California, 46 years old, finishes at plus one, top 15, which gets him into next year's PGA Championship, he wins $288,000, and the reason why he made it, a hole-in-one on the last round on the 15th. There you go. Good to see you the everyman story. The everyman story coming through like this. Yep. Very cool. Club pro, good for him. Everybody's cheering him. So guess who we don't need? We don't need Tiger Woods. And guess what? The U.S. Open, the third major coming up. Bye-bye, Tiger. Arthritis surgery. I believe on an ankle. Yep. Yeah, he's done. The Tiger Woods era is closing very fast, kids. Very quickly. And guess what? I can't wait. I can't wait. Now, it's, now somehow it's we could a just... self-destruction that he brought upon himself. If we could just somehow have Rory McIlroy fall into a tank of piranhas, <laughs> life would be good again in the golf world. But congrats to Brooks Kepka. I just love yep. Brooks Kepka. And I, again, we talked about it a couple years ago. I know they're getting along now. They're both in the Live Golf Tournament now. But the Kepka de Chambeau was the best the thing best. to happen. Yeah. But again, they both played well here at the PGA Championship. I like to see this. Very we good. We don't stuff. need Tiger Woods. Now, tying into the whole Tiger Woods thing, but this one to me is a little more rough to handle, a little more sad because Rafael Nadal is now officially out for the French Open in tennis. Yep. And he is saying he'll try to get through next year, but that's <sighs> it. He thinks he, he might be able to get through 2024, but that's it for him. If he's not playing the French Open, which, of course, he is dominated. dominated. I mean, greatest of all time, no question about it, on the clay at Roland Garros. I can talk French. That's not what she said. Voulez-vous coucher à soir? Lady Marmalade. <laughs> See, I can talk French. I talk French real good. Anyway. But, but it's, again, we, between 
what we've discussed the last couple of years with the COVID restrictions on Djokovic and how he was banned from playing in certain majors and now Nadal being out because of age, because of health, injuries. Yeah. And then of course, Federer's done. So this, this era of these top three male tennis players, again, like we talked about with Tiger Woods, it's coming, it's to, coming a close. to an end. That, that's been a hell of a battle between those three. And where the hell does tennis go now? You got no Serena Williams. You're out with Federer, almost out with Nadal. Djokovic is it. They got to hope he stays healthy. Yeah. And he can carry the sport for the next couple years until until we get somebody. Some fresh faces, some young faces stepping up. Somebody who has the desire to be dominant. Yeah. But I have not heard of anybody coming down the road, down the pike. No. That's going to take over either on the male or the female side. Yeah. There's there's nobody. So, again, with, with golf, I think we're in golf good shape. Golf is healthy. Golf is very healthy. With golf, we're in good shape. That's why I have been fine with Tiger Woods being out of the spotlight, even though everybody in the media is going, boo, boo, no, we don't have Tiger to talk about. And, and Gee, how about what? you learn somebody, somebody else's name? I mean, you've got Scotty Scheffler. You've got DeChambeau. You have got Kepka. You have got so many big names out there right now, good young players yep. in their 20s or their early 30s. This should be the golden era of golf. Without we Tiger Woods. We don't need one person who dominates. No. That's not fun. You want the intrigue week in and week out. And we have it. It's just the media just won't let go of Eldrick Tiger Woods. And his balding, ugly ass. And his lawsuits with his ex-girlfriends and wives. It just makes for great TV. Yeah. Whatever. Then put him on a Netflix special. Put him out to pasture. We want to watch real good golf. And that means he's out. And we're out for segment two, by yep. the way. Segment three coming up. We have NASCAR. We've got moments of silence. Oh, we got dumbasses. Dumbasses you know coming dumb out the wazoo. Yep. Talk a little bit of the Indy 500 yep. coming up. So, we're not done yet, kids. We're not letting you go yet. One more great, glorious segment here on Sports Frenzy, the sports edition, coming up. Feeling mildly fatigued? Need a day off, even if you just took one a few days ago? Make $30 million a year, but just don't want to work for it? You need to join the NBA Load Management Club right now. When they're not napping or texting, guest lecturers Anthony Davis and Kyrie Irving will describe foolproof ways to earn tens of thousands of dollars by not doing anything. Sports Frenzy 2.0, available on Spotify, Google, Radio Public, Pocket Casts, and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, is currently negotiating with LeBron James to bring his popular How to Make the Hall of Fame Without Really Trying webinar live and in person to the Load Management Club. Thanks again to Sports Frenzy 2.0 and all you apathetic fans out there for making us a success.
Get your motor running. Head out to the racetrack. Looking for adventure. And that's Sports Frenzy 2.0. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. That was entertaining. A little bit of Steppenwolf for you, baby. A little entertaining for the kids. And by the way, I know it's not the weekend edition, but we forgot to sing our new farewell song last week. We have to make sure. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, we do. We totally forgot that. Sports Frenzy 2.0 taping here on May the 24th. 2023 this will hit may the 25th he's a conquistador dave heights and those were the dulcet <laughs> tones of the maestro kevin crane <laughs> we gotta talk about racing it's memorial day weekend coming up kids so you know what that means it is the best most awesomest racing weekend of the year indy 500 and the coca-cola 600 le mans too right and le mans uh no not le mans or uh uh monte carlo okay okay the cote, that's right the cote d'azur that's right because i saw a picture of all the yachts yes coming in yes and they said run. yeah oh it's got to be race weekend yep formula one run in the streets of monaco all right kids your Uncle Dave has got a recap of last weekend's All-Star Race for you before we move on to the stuff that really matters, the races that really matter. Yep. No, it was the historic return to North Wilkesboro Speedway. Much anticipated. I loved them going back there. I want the track back on the schedule. But that being said, the All-Star Race was boring as hell. Kyle Larson dominated the hell out of everybody. He was hooked up. Nobody could touch him. The problem was nobody had the balls to put the bumper to anybody to move anybody out of the way. It was just, oh, hum, ho, hum. Follow the leader. No action on the track. No cautions. I mean, it was one caution maybe outside of the competition yellow that they threw, it was really a blah exhibition style race. They had no desire to bump and run or do anything. It was really pathetic. And now you know me. When it comes to racing, I am like cup series and that's it. I rarely, if ever, watch. I actually watch part of the truck race. And they had some good racing the truck going. racing was fantastic yeah larson was in that chastain was in that yeah larson won the truck event yeah yeah they had they were and going three that, four wide yeah that was exciting they tried to go they were going three wide on the cup and the all-star race but there was no action at all and they got to do something with the next gen cars because they just can't pass for yeah. whatever it's just it's not been good racing. No, I actually, I will admit. I know it makes me look bad as a sports reporter slash podcaster. But I think the last three races, if you include the all-star race, I've tuned out about halfway through. Yeah, they're just not exciting. No, not at all. Um, now, Daniel Suarez had the pole. Yep. But again, like you said, Kyle Larson dominates third all-star race win for him. Yep. 
ties Jeff Gordon and Dale Earnhardt. So well, last week we talked about Kurt Busch, and Carl Edwards, hinting, flirting with returning. Now, guess who wants to come back? Possibly, maybe Casey Kane. Oh no, no, no. This, it never no. works. It never, ever, 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 ever works. And out of those three, Kane is the last one that should be coming back. The least talented Again, of that Again, what group. did we just see a couple weeks ago with Ryan Newman? Poor equipment, poor showing. Because you're not getting a seat in a top-level car. No. You're just not. Not going to happen. So Should we talk about Bubba Wallace? Which one? The the finger or the the in-car communication debacle? The alleged in-car communication debacle where supposedly somebody broke through their radio communication and told them, hey, asshole, you suck. Go home. We don't want you here. Ugh. Idiots abound. We talked about it before, the stupidity of people, that humanity is a cesspool. But now, and could this be a, a new situation? That's the other thing I was just going to bring up. Did, that's why I said allegedly happened, that they have to investigate. And then, of course, I guess it's all right if you're being interviewed on camera and you flip somebody off, if it's a buddy of yours and it's done as a mock, hey, how you doing? Yeah. With there's no ill intent. No! No! You cannot do that! I don't care! There has to be a repercussion. It's supposedly a family-friendly sport, right? Exactly. But Bubba gets away with whatever he wants. So, and he's been running better lately. So he has second in the All Star race. Right. Ran ran really solid all night. Yep. So maybe he's starting to figure it out. Now I know how Dave feels. We heard him last week when the NFL announced that they were going to put Wild Card Weekend Playoff Game on Peacock. Now the rumors are that. We are looking at possibly the entire Xfinity series going exclusively to streaming and a mid-season package of five to six races also going exclusively to streaming for the Cup Series. Rumors are supposedly frontrunner for both is Amazon. You are destroying the fan base. Nobody is going to pay to watch a cup race any more than they are for cable. Not going to happen. Especially Xfinity, nobody gives a rat's ass. That's the one that should be on regular network TV to try and get the ratings. And your cup fans are not going to shell out money, especially with this next-gen car where the racing's been horrible. Bad idea. Money-grubbing bastards. Again, alienating your fans. Don't like it? 
won't saw, support it. Saw a very interesting story today on Yahoo, my my uh, daily weekday sports newsletter. And again, I recommend anybody signs up for this. I'm not a big Yahoo fan otherwise because they're very left-leaning and their news, everything else, their homepage just makes you want to puke. But their sports staff, very good, very knowledgeable. NASCAR guys know what they're talking about. Um, But this was a general sports commentary. And the title of the article was, Don't You Miss Cable Now? Exactly. Because we talked about in the last segment where you had to jump all over the place if you're a Yankees fan this week to watch Yankees games and how much you have had to pay for a monthly subscription to those services. Now we're talking about NASCAR going with the Xfinity Series exclusively to streaming, the Cup Series putting races exclusively on streaming. And the, the point of the article was, with all this coming down, Peacock now having a playoff game in the NFL. Don't you miss the days of basic cable? Exactly. If cable hadn't priced themselves out, if cable hadn't forced you to pay for boxes and equipment, this shit never would have happened. Seriously, this shit never would have happened. We would all been happy spending yep. 80 bucks a month. Yep. You, those boxes do not cost you a th- Thing. That's why when you quit, when you quit the service, they, they tell basically you to... tell you, throw them away, recycle yeah. them. But again, money grab destroyed the cable industry, and now it's going to destroy all sports. People are getting fed up. And of course, we talked about this months ago. Rumor is now that ESPN is ramping up their exclusive streaming package, including the ESPN channels. Of course, ESPN Plus does not include ESPN, ESPN2. No. But now ESPN wants in on this because of people dropping off a cable. Now they want their piece of the pie. So now they're going to start moving everything over to an exclusive streaming service. Like and they're an probably going to be one of the most expensive. They were already paying $10 a month. Whether you have YouTube TV or Comcast, you're paying $10 a month for ESPN's channels. And not everything. And if you think they're going to charge you $10 a month, you're insane. It's going to be double that. It's going to be at least $20 a month for this exclusive ESPN streaming package. And at some point, you're going to break the system again. You know what people are going to do? They're going to go out, drink beer, cook brats and burgers. And listen to shit on the radio where they can find it. Put a CD in! Just not the Smashing Pumpkins. Put a CD in, hang out outside. You don't need this shit. Especially if they start gouging us for money and prices. Exorbitant fees. Yep, it's... it's Walk away. Walk away. Humongous said it. Walk away. As much as I love my sports and watching everything, I don't want to have to pay extra. Look at what I've done with the Cubs. I'm a Cubs fan. Yep, you don't watch them. I'm not paying for the marquee network. I will not. 
I have a backbone. I have integrity. And I'm not trying to brag about it, but I will not pay for that piece of shit marquee network. There's not enough on it to make it worthwhile. No. All right, so we should move on. Especially for how much they want. Right. And they never they never followed through because of all the problems with Bally Sports and the bankruptcy and everything with setting that up as a, a standalone streaming service. But I still wasn't going to pay the projected $20 a month That was for ridiculous. It. Need to talk about the other big Memorial Day race, the Indy 500. We've got a pole sitter. Yep, Alex Palou. Record run puts Ganassi on pole for the third straight year. He, uh, what was it? An average four-lap run, 234.217 miles an hour. Only seven thousandths of a mile an hour faster than the second-place qualifier, VK, VK, who uh, runs for Ed Carpenter Racing. So. Now, there was a horrific crash this week. Yep. And I believe that Unfort- opened the door for Bobby Rahal to come back. Graham Rahal. Ray- I'm sorry, Grant Bobby. Yeah. Graham Rahal. Yeah. What was it? Uh, Stephen Wilson. Stephen Wilson fractured his back in a late race. So, Graham Rahal, who was ousted by seven thousandths of a mile an hour by his teammate wound up getting this deal put together to go into Wilson's car. Ray Hall drives a Honda. He's going to be driving a Chevy-powered car. So there was a lot of sponsorship deals that had to be worked out to make this happen. Calmer heads prevailed to get the guy a ride, as he should have gotten. So good for everybody involved to make it work out. See? Two opposing sides can come together to a positive resolution without any animosity. That's your life lesson for the week from your Uncle Dave. Listen up, Washington, you jackasses. So now we move on to Sunday night's race. Start of the second half of the NASCAR Cup season. The Coca-Cola 600. Charlotte, an extra stage, more chances for stage points for those of us who have competitions. Alex Bowman has been cleared. He is coming back from the Coca-Cola 600. After saying last week he didn't know when he was going to be coming back. He is medically cleared, and he will be back for the 600. All right. Hell of a race. Hell of a race to come back for. Yeah. Coming off an injury. But the Coca-Cola 600, we have got seven of our eight panelists with their picks in. I'm going to let Dave start since he and the Elder Statesman have the same pick. Yep. The kid's on a hell of a roll. It's hard to go against Kyle Larson. He's run very well at Charlotte, especially in the 600. Team knows how to make adjustments from day into night as we saw them stay on top of the car at the all-star race at Wilkesboro. 
I got to go with them. Bill and Nick take his teammate, Chase Elliott. Sorry, but I'm saving all my Chase Elliott's for, for the, the road, road courses. courses. <laughs> Starting possibly next week and the mm. week after. Maybe. Maybe. Doug, we have had issues with Doug's picks this week. Doug doesn't know what the hell he's doing. But he's getting Kyle Busch whether he likes it or not. And that's me being nice. I could have given him Brad Keselowski. Who we sent in last week after being told there was no pick for the All-Star race. Aaron takes Denny Hamlin. And I take Ross Chastain. I was very impressed with his performance last year, even though it didn't end up well. Stage points-wise, he was up front for a vast majority of the race. Trackhouse has good speed with the new car. I like the Kyle Larson pick a lot, but I am taking the Melon Farmer. There Ross you go. Chastain. Mrs. C will get her pick in soon. Yep. Not the deadline yet, so she's good to go. Yep. Actually, I flirted with Chastain and Elliott and Hamlin. Yep. So I, it's yep, the I did four too. there. You really couldn't go wrong with any of those picks. Yep. yep. And, of course, check out all eight of our picks here tomorrow afternoon on our Facebook page. So, we have one ridiculously important, impactful moment of silence. Uber. In terms of professional sports. Yeah. And then we'll get to another one that is very impactful in terms of a great human interest story right but of course dave and i are bears fans we do not shy away from the fact we are bears fans and we do not shy away from the fact that we love 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 walter payton sweetness to us is the ultimate icon in professional sports in the nfl in particular growing up we watched him what he did on the field and everything he did for the betterment of humanity off the field. But 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 there was always the looming specter we heard from our parents, from people yep. of the previous generation, that you might love Walter Payton, but you never got to see Jim Brown play football. Yeah, Jim Brown as a pure football player was legendary. Watching the footage that we've gotten to see, he was a wrecking machine on the field. Not only that, but again, an icon when it came to social, social issues. issues, he was there leading the charge, standing up for what he believed in. He went to Hollywood, became he was an a actor. Big actor, yep. great in what he had done. Lots of good roles. Dirty Dozen? Dirty Dozen. But, um, again, it's hard for, for a generation involving Dave and I in our a age generation group. removed from him being a player. Right. We never got to see Jim Brown play. He walked away from the game early, like Barry Sanders, Yep. if you want to make a comparison, um, that, that younger people, our generation, and maybe the next one younger could relate to. Um. So while I can't acknowledge Jim Brown as the greatest of all time, 
because of Walter Payton, the legend. It's like Babe Ruth in baseball. Yeah. It's like the legend. Everything that you heard from the generations before you scream, this guy was unbelievable. Yeah. So the le- thoughts and prayers to the family and friends of Jim Brown, one of the legendary players of the game. All right. Also, the human interest side. Rick Hoyt passed away at 61 from cerebral palsy. Why are we talking about him, you ask? He and his dad, Dick, were Team Hoyt. His dad pushed his wheelchair in 32 Boston marathons. Not to mention other marathons they ran, triathlons that they did. I mean, this his dad made this kid's dreams come true. Unfortunately, Dick passed away in 2021, but Rick just recently passed away. Great story. They were an institution in Boston of the marathon. They have a statue at the start line. That's how impactful they have been in that race. So thoughts and prayers to the Hoyt family and friends. I'll tell you what we're going to do because of these moments of silence. And I know we would normally joke about doing a pivot. We're going to cut segment three short. We're going to do a four segment. Even though it's still a shorter episode of Sports Frenzy, I don't feel right. No, we can't on this. Yeah, the pivot doesn't feel right. So let's take a promo break, walk away for 30 seconds or a minute, and then we'll come back with our irreverent stuff and we'll wrap up this show with Dumbass or Not, with your Uncle Dave. But these uh, moments of silence, just very important, very impactful. So think about them for the next minute. Take a break. Pause the podcast if you have to. Come back. And then we'll get back into being the cursing, swearing, irreverent douchebags that we can be. There you go, kids. We'll be right back in just a minute. Hello, friends. Are you tired of the boring sports analysis you get from the major outlets? If so, join the maestro and the conquistador for a riveting discussion of all sports topics on Sports Frenzy 2.0. Available on Spotify, Google, Apple, and wherever podcasts are available. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to your favorite game show of all time, The Red Foreman Dumbass or Not! Starring the maestro, Kevin Crane. And our contestant, as always, the bright, the brilliant, the charismatic, your Uncle Dave, Dave the Conquistador Height. Who will be choosing among our five contestants this week to decide if any or all are worthy of being crowned Red Foreman Dumbasses of the Week. Let us begin. We were talking about streaming and its impact on sports earlier in this episode of Sports Frenzy 2.0. So let's continue that theme, shall we? Let's. YouTube TV 
craps out at the end of game one of the Heat and Celtics. Many viewers report that what happened was an ad for the Little Mermaid (laughs) was running on a perpetual loop instead of them going back to the game. Oh, wow. That's just bad. So these these companies they don't seem care. to think they're ready. YouTube TV, of course, future home of the NFL's boy. If this happens with Oof. the NFL Sunday ticket, are you kidding me? With the money people have to pay for that, are we going to have this Heidi issue over and over and over now? Well, this is a technical glitch. This isn't like the the live golf thing we talked about. Where somebody recently. pushed the button. Well said, yeah, we're cutting away. This was a technical glitch. But again, Still unacceptable. if you are going to expect people to pay this kind of money. There's no issue for this technical glitch if there is a human being that's monitoring the situation. Dumbass or not. Dumbass. All right. This well, is what you're going to get when AI takes over, by the way. <laughs> Can I tell you something really funny? USAA, I'm a member, kind of an ancillary member. Yeah. They have a community where they send you, you know, like once a month. We have a question for our community. Yeah. And they'll give you like a $5 Amazon gift card. If you, if you randomly get picked, right? right? This week's or this month's was, how do you feel about AI? <laughs> and because I hear all of your worries and all of your paranoia, <laughs> I went on right away and I said, basically, have you ever heard of Skynet? <laughs> do you Have you seen the Terminator? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to win the $5 Amazon <laughs> gift card this month. Maybe you will. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? (laughs) All right. We talked earlier about Mitch Trubisky getting an extension as the backup quarterback to Kenny Pickett Uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. But, of course, the egomaniac, former Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, couldn't just stay retired and be quiet. Had to tell the aforementioned Kenny Pickett, I didn't want you to succeed. And then, of course, does the humble brag and say, oh, well, that's on me. I'm a bad person, and I really apologize for thinking that about you. Why even bring it up? You Why even bring it dumbass up? Dumbass for mentioning your feelings about it. This is you putting yourself back in the spotlight, being the media whore. Your ego will not let you just fade away, even though you're a complete dumbass and showing the world what a dumbass you are, you have to open your dumbass mouth. He's Aaron Rodgers. He's I get, I get. I get that the NFL quarterback has to be Somewhat of an egomaniac. But when you're done, you're done. But we never heard this kind of crap from Peyton Manning or Tom Brady. No. It's insecurity is what I think it is. Your 
really good quarterbacks, your team leaders, true team leaders, do not do this type of thing. No, no. So two for two? Uh, How many times did I say dumbass (laughs) about him? Yeah, but we can't carry over, so... Do yes, I get, I he's get one? a dumbass. Okay. We're two for two here. Okay, so I don't know if you watched any of the PGA Championship, but I did. I love the majors in golf. Yeah, I was out doing yard work okay. all day Sunday. So, started off on ESPN early, you know, in the morning, and then CBS, I believe, took over. Yeah. Because I had to deal with, Scott Van Pelt SVP versus Jim Nance, you know, night and day. Class act versus a dipshit. Yeah. Somebody who everybody thinks is just a nice, sweet guy who's actually another egomaniacal dumbass in Scott Van Pelt. But while ESPN was covering the PGA Championship, of course, they had some weather issues about midway through, early to midway through. I had to listen to SVP and his crew fawn all over a kid. Because, of course, oh, look, the kids are having fun out there, even in this bad weather. Isn't that great? Isn't that just awesome? A kid is spinning his mom's umbrella, licking it, spinning it round and round with his tongue out on the umbrella, the dirty, miserable umbrella. And they're all like, isn't this what life is all about? Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this just childlike innocence? You have nothing better to do. Oh, my God, that's painful. Where's I would be like, would you stop licking my goddamn umbrella, you filthy bastard of a child? Show some tact. Show some manners. Show some respect. You're going to get a disease, and then I'm going to have to pay the bill. I'm going to have to pay the bill. I don't care if ESPN thinks it's cute. I am sorry. I've never licked an umbrella in my life. Neither have I. If it rained, maybe I'd cup my hands, and I would, like, drink a little rainwater. Or you just stand there with your mouth open and let it rain in. I've never licked anything. Anything this is like was... half a step away from going to a car and licking the hood of a car. This... Would you do that? Would you lick the hood of a car in the rain? This is licking a flagpole in the dead of winter. The only time I'm licking the hood of a car in the rain is if Tony Katane was straddling it. <laughs> and it was because I might get a runoff from her supple juices. <laughs> I am not condoning a child licking an umbrella, a dirty, filthy umbrella. Oh, my God. Sorry, that one just personally hit hard for me. I just... Covering that and focusing on that and making that the story of the the weather delay is absolutely stupid. Yes, I agree. All right, now this one happened... Could have covered it last week, but I had to give it time to simmer. You know, the the five minute rule, like a little, you know, like a good crock pot meal. Got to let it simmer. Is it? Is it really? Am I? And I've already gone off on Kendrick Perkins. You know, for him going going and saying that 
It's racist to give the white player the MVP over the black player. Well, now a new dumbass NBA commentator steps up. We talked about John Morant. We talked about him flashing a gun for the second time on an Instagram video. And again, facing a lengthy suspension because the alien is upset. Well, yeah. Having taken the time to personally speak with him, lay everything out and offer him help. And he completely goes stupid. Well, there is a former NBA player, now a sports commentator, of course, one J.J. Redick, goes ballistic and says, why are we penalizing Ja Morant for showing a gun when the Texas governor, Greg Abbott, is telling his constituents to buy more guns and we've got public officials in Tennessee taking Christmas card pictures, sending out to their constituents, holding guns around a Christmas tree. Why is John Morant getting this kind of a double standard treatment? Well, Mr. Reddick, it's all in the context of everything. Yes, all of that is stupid and should not be happening in Texas and Tennessee. Bad form all around. It's up to the constituents in those places to hold those guys accountable for it. Adam Silver has the chance and is holding accountable NBA players. All of this is absolutely stupid and asinine. John Morant is being held accountable because this is his second damn offense after he was told, don't do this. John Morant influences millions of kids. The government does not, despite what you may think. They pander to their constituents and their constituents only. Exactly. The NBA is a global business. Texas is Texas. A little podunk community in Tennessee Tennessee is Tennessee. I think so. But, no, all three are complete dumbasses, and you are a dumbass for not having a brain to figure this out. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think I think you're right. I think your analysis is very, very spot on. Is that Texas governor is going to speak to his people. And if they're the majority of them are gun owners, then they are going to want to hear that. It's like if somebody's president of the NRA, they're not going to say, I don't like guns. But the NBA is a different animal altogether. It's a global enterprise. It's a global business. You have an image to uphold and protect. And as you said, children all around the world look up to these players, idolize these players as much as I wish they didn't. Oh, amen to that. And the fact that J.J. Redick is so bass-ackwards in this analysis where he wants to call everybody hypocrite because we shouldn't penalize John Morant because 
of these instances where a government official is pandering using the Second Amendment rights to his particular constituency. There's talking about having it. It's apples and oranges is what it is. is. You don't go around flashing it if you own one. You don't. That's No. I'm a gun owner. I have my concealed carry permit. More often than not, I have one on me. You're not going to know it because I don't go waving it around to everybody. And if it wasn't for this topic, you wouldn't be talking about it. Exactly. So, in context, it is what it is. If you flash it, whatever you do, it's stupid. You're not a man because you're waving one around. You're a complete dumbass. All right, finally. Our fifth and final entrant for the Red Foreman Dumbasses of the Week. The Los Angeles Dodgers. The Los Angeles Dodgers... (sighs) got themselves wrapped up in the whole LGBTQ pride mess. They booted, I believe it was on Pride Night, they booted a group called the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a drag group of men who love to dress up as Catholic nuns, basically an anti-Catholic group of drag queens. Yeah. The Dodgers said, no, we don't want you here. You're gone. People have asked us not to have you here because you are offensive to people. Well, of course, because, and again, another discussion we had this past Monday night at our quarterly meeting where I overestimate the percentage of the population. And, of course, Aaron came in and said, you're way overestimating us, and he would not be the guy to do this. Right. Aaron is actually very liberal compared to me. And when I say 10%, he says, no, it's less than 1%. Yet somehow, this group has pull and power beyond anything I think I've ever seen in my life, politically, socially. The Dodgers apologized, withdrew the ban, and are welcoming back the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, this anti-Catholic drag queen group to Dodger Stadium. And of course, there are people getting beat up in Dodger Stadium's parking lot. I mean, it's just, this is California for you. And Aaron, I'm sorry. I can't believe Aaron thinks California is a great place. Shame on the Dodgers for not standing their ground and being bullied into backing off their decision. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. You they, do bully, not... they bully Hollywood in terms of check boxes on the script. You got to have this group represented. You got to have this group represented. You better, or we're going to what? We're going to put you out of business. They are yeah, a terrorist luck. organization. I'm sorry. They are the definition of a terrorist organization. When you threaten people with their livelihood, with violence, you are a terrorist organization. Especially if Aaron's numbers are true, 
Less than 1% of the population is shepherding this. And again, why is it anti-religious groups? Why are they allowed? Why is anti-religion okay? Why? We've talked about Jewish hate groups. Now we're talking about anti-Catholic groups. It's okay to hate religion. But God God forbid you ever stand up against the LGBTQ community or any race, creed, or color that might perpetuate violence. The the whole world has gone to shit. But we're not going to shit. No. We're just going away for a week. Well, technically not a week. Just a few days. Tune in for the weekend edition, Saturday morning. That's right. We will talk about music from the Dave Matthews Band, Ghost, Queens of the Stone Age. We will have a review of Ant-Man and Wasp, Quantumania. Dave's got a book review. I've got story time. A special, special, super secret movie that I will drop upon the maestro. So you do not want to miss that. The Weekend Edition, always a blast. We shift gears. We go from sports to pop culture. It is your Saturday morning hangover cure, as always. Do not forget to tune in, even though it's a holiday weekend. It's early Saturday morning. Listen to us while you're mowing the lawn, getting ready. Yep, because we know you got that extra day at the tail end. You're going to get liquored up even more back then. Sunday night into Monday, watching the Coca-Cola 600, barbecuing, hanging out with friends and family. So why not listen to the weekend edition if you got an early start Friday night? There you go. He's a conquistador, Dave Hyde. He's a maestro, Kevin Crane. We hope you enjoyed Dumbasses of the Week. Did I go five for five? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I would be disappointed if I did not. Dave and I will be right back here same time next week with our sports. We'll probably be talking about the NBA Finals between the Heat and the Nuggets. Oh, it doesn't start till June 1st. Oh, my God, that's right. They they built in that it's got to start on this date. Because we have to make sure if it goes 7, we can't start it early, God forbid. So the NFL can flex all their shit around. But the NBA but it, can't pull their heads out of their asses. And, and move adapt. up the start of the finals if you've got a sweep and then a five-game <sighs> series. Yeah. Does hockey do that too? I With don't the know. the Stanley Cup finals? I don't know. Because we're looking at potentially two sweeps there. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. We'll fill you in next week, kids. Seven days from now, Sports Frenzy. The sports edition will be right back. But, as Dave said, do not forget to check out the weekend edition in just a few days, Saturday morning. We hope you enjoyed everything. We hope you enjoyed me singing. If you want to hear more of that, check out the weekend edition as we close out. With our new closing theme song. Courtesy of Van Halen. That's how we look at it, yes. Technically, but it's it goes back to Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers. Yep, so. We love you. Take care. Have a great, great Memorial Day weekend. If you don't check out the weekend edition, 
We will talk to you in seven days with more sports news. Bye-bye.